Welcome to Not Your Average Cheerleader NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Gibbs, and here we cover the NFL players, the game, the contracts. Man, we even cover the injuries. So I need you to sit back, relax. If you're all about the NFL, you're in the right place. I'm about to throw some commentary your way. So you know what? Go ahead and grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your food, because we're about to get this party started. Welcome to what is the third summer episode of Not Your Average Cheerleader. And this is one, I think, the first episode for YouTube, of course. And I am so excited for all of you viewers and fans out there who's been just dedicated to this podcast. Join me with my special guest, Andrew Lauto, who is just one of the most passionate Buffalo Bill fans I've ever met. And I mean that because I've never met a Buffalo Bills fan. And when I met him, like he was like, he's dedicated. So he's joining us on this episode that you can listen to on the podcast as well as go watch on the channel, but you will see that link appear somewhere on this screen. I never know where I'm going to put it. Okay. It's just going to appear out of nowhere, but I'm so excited to join you. I've kept my promise y'all. I kept it. This is a YouTube episode. So you can visually see my face. You can see my facial expressions that you can't see when I'm talking through a microphone. I have my 49ers hat. So y'all just stick with me because I told y'all I'm going to keep my promises this summer. But thank you again. Don't forget to subscribe because I feel like if you are with us like this long, you might as well subscribe. Like you're still here, right? You're still here. Just go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That's going to appear somewhere on the screen. So as you know, I like to start these off because this episode is brought to you by the coffee that's in my cup. I debated about making this. This is my second cup today. Um, But I say this on every episode, unless I'm drinking like tea or being healthy or something like that. But if you're a coffee lover like me and you follow me on Instagram, you know I post coffee every single morning. That is not a test. That is who we truly who I am. But before we jump into today's topic, you guys get to hear from Andrew Lato. I wanted to share a quick story. So I was getting ready for this. Andrew, and I have two plants in where I'm filming. And I moved my table and my plant named Jules. I named my plant after one of my favorite football players. Can't believe I'm saying that here. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, and it fell and all the dirt spilled everywhere. And I just like sat here. I had like a 0.5 second moment where I was just like, oh crap. And I literally had like about 12 minutes till we had to jump on here. And I was just like, crap. And I, when I say, I, so by the way, I'm not sponsored. When I say the Dyson's vacuum cleaner is one of the best vacuum cleaners I've ever had. <laughs> I mean that. Yes. <laughs> yes. We have one here too. So yeah, like, you wouldn't even know I spilled anything. I repotted Jules. This is the second time I've not Jules over, but Jules again, like, you know, Jules survives. That's what he is. He's a fighter. That's why I named him Jules. Um, so Jules is going to get there. As a matter of fact, Jules is budding another league. So at the end of the day, we're winners here in his circle. There um, we go. Fans figure out which player I'm talking about. I'm sure you probably already have. Please do not tag him. I don't want the embarrassment. So <laughs> let's go ahead. Don't say it, Andrew. I'm watching you. <laughs> let's go ahead. I'm good. I'm good. My, my wife has plants too. So I, I understand. I understand the, the struggle there. Yes, to keep your plants like completely alive and safe. <laughs> so yes. let's go ahead and jump in. Um, but first and foremost, I just want to take a moment, um, just uh, silence, really. And we're about to talk a lot about the Buffalo Bills. And as you know, just recently, there was a catastrophic 
tragic shooting mm-hmm. that happened in Buffalo, New York at Taps grocery store. If I'm not mistaken, it's Taps or Tips? Taps, yep. Mm-hmm. Taps grocery store. Um, and then not even 10 days after that, we had the shooting in Uvalde um, at the elementary school, which was yeah. also just tremendously tragic. I don't know how you can even ha- host any of these shows and not take a moment to just um, stop and remember those who um, who fell victim to just this horrendous um, and heinous crime. Absolutely. Um, if it's all right with you, just want to take just a few seconds of um, of silence for those individuals. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I just wanted to do that because I know there's a lot of different opinions, feelings, and emotions out there. And I just want to say this is, again, an NFL podcast. Do I personally major in PhD in public policy? I do. So I took it very personally. I ask myself the same question every time these things happen. What am I doing and what can I do to fight and change it and join that fight? There are a ton of resources available if you want to get involved in policy reform and change. I know people are like, this is not a time to talk about policy reform. I said, the only way we can move forward is we got to start somewhere. And so I really just want us to keep our minds open, keep our hearts open, keep our prayers, you know, sending out um, and hopefully keep just fighting for change because we don't want to keep having to do this. We just do yeah. Um, and that's, that's really kind of all I have to say. I don't want to debate. I don't want to get too much into discussion because I don't want to offend anyone out there at all. I just want to take that moment of silence because it was just something that has been just still playing in the news to this. Yes. Day. Yes. And I guess on a positive note with that, the cool thing is, is that I think it came out on social media either today or yesterday that there was like a million dollars raised for the survivors. Yeah. Um, which is amazing, like how the community just has come together to support those those people who are just going through a horrific time. So, um, but this it's the city of friendly neighbors, as as uh, as many people from Buffalo know. So, um, so glad glad to see that the friendly neighbors are coming together in a time like this. Yeah, we we have each other, and that's what it's going to take to get through this, and that's what it's going to take to fight to make a change. Mm-hmm. Be as loud as you can. Do what's best for you and your community and what you believe is going to help move this cause in the right direction. So and moving on to talking about Buffalo Bills, I did some research, as you know, I like to do that here on Natural Average Cheerleader. And I was looking up the top 10 most loyal fans. I was just like, who Mm -hmm. out there has, by the way, Dallas Cowboys, which I don't know why. Dallas Cowboys are number one. I don't know how, but they're number one. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they're number one Buffalo america's Buffalo. team america's, yeah, america's team, team. Yeah. um lost um so <laughs> <laughs> yeah y'all gonna see me be savage like in person and i i can be really bad um it's but all good i love it the bills fans fell like in the top 10 y'all were like number five or number six so you're kind of up there we've been growing We've yeah, been growing for growing. sure. So tell me a little bit about what made you, why did you choose the Buffalo Bills? All the teams in the NFL, you chose the Buffalo Bills. Besides the fact that, you know, if you're from there, what's the reason why you chose the Buffalo Bills? Obviously, the main reason is I'm a Buffalonian at heart. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, I've been living in Virginia for the past 10 years, but I grew up in Buffalo. And to see the dedication and the loyalty to the fans, uh, that, that the fans have to the team, I yeah. should say, um, is, is just second to none. I mean, when, 
what really tests a fan, and this is really what helped me become such a loyal fan, was Mm -hmm. to see how the fans stick with their team through the sucky years. I mean, we went decades. I mean, we've been really good for the past couple of seasons. Um, And so, but obviously we went, before that, we went decades with uh, ever since like, the early nineties during the Jim Kelly era uh, when we went to four Super Bowls, And that's another topic, but, uh, but just seeing us go through all that heartache and go through all that struggle of not winning anything and just being the bottom of the heap to now rising out of the ashes. Now um, it's just so cool to see that the level of dedication stayed the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's what happened with me. Um, I love repping these colors, uh, and I love just seeing, I mean, literally the bills mafia is like none other. I mean, they're out there tailgating at literally, if the game starts at one, they're yeah. out there at like seven in the morning in mm-hmm. the parking lot, grilling and drinking and just already like just out there having a good time. I and then they continue off. on during when the game happens. So it's crazy. I bet it's a vibe. You know, I've been to tailgates for like school, like, you know, Hampton University. Um, But I've never been to like an NFL tailgate. I've never got to experience that kind of energy vibe. I walked through it when I went to the Falcons game. And those fans are pretty loyal too, as well. Even it's heartbroken as it's gone through for them to lose as many times as they have. Um, But they stayed loyal. Um, I know because my team went through a very terrible phase where we were just terrible. Yeah. Describe it worse than that, and God help me flopping the ball and can't throw, can't do nothing. That's not shade at Jimmy G. That's just me being. I'm I'm open and honest. Anybody knows I'm just going to be straightforward. And of course, accuracy is important, and we just still don't have it. Um, so we're going to see what that looks like. But I've been there. I'm a loyal fan, so I feel you. Yes, and I feel the Dallas Cowboys fans. My sister, shout out to her, is a just diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. Um, and we're not even from there. So I don't, I forgot her story and how she even became, maybe yeah. I'll it next time on the next episode for you all, how my sister became. A yeah. Fan. I have a buddy, a really good friend of mine, who's a big Dallas Cowboys fan. And uh, we've grown a really good friendship over the game of football. And it's just, uh, it's cool to see how people of different fan bases, uh, even if you don't like the other team uh, can at least have a mutual respect uh, yeah. for, for, for the game, which is uh, my, my grandfather always taught me to be a fan of the sport before you're a fan of a particular team because you get to like respect one another and appreciate the game as a whole better, you know? Yeah. You know who you remind me of. So there's this guy I'm probably, forgive me y'all y'all know I don't know names. That's why I make up nicknames, but he is one of the hosts of good morning football. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, where I'm going. He's like, I think he actually at the NFL draft introduced yes. who the bills, who the bills were picking. Yeah. You remind me because he just goes so hard. Like, Dude. I mean, for him not to wear any jerseys, there's no way you're not going to know he's not a Buffalo Bills fan. There's just no way. I'm oh, trying to do a game and I'm, I'm one of those people where I'll literally go, listen, I'll look it up. I don't care. Like, good morning. I'm on my phone. Football. Here we go. Let me see. Is it, I, I'm gonna that it. was that was the most epic. Kyle Brandt. Ah, yes, Kyle Brandt. Yes, Kyle Brandt. <laughs> he 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 had a chicken wing in his pocket for like three right? days for yes. three days. And, and he took a bite. out. Of and it. he took a bite out of it. I mean, that's loyalty right there. That's loyalty. I mean, that's, that's kind of gross. <laughs> I mean, there wasn't any lint on it, but like, oh, 
my gosh. I that's can't. that's loyalty. I can't do it. Like, uh, that's love, man. I don't know. Listen, that that shows you. Like I said, you doesn't have to have any kind of nail in y'all whatsoever for you to figure out. You're gonna figure out halfway through that conversation. He's a Bills fan, like diehard. I've introduced the Bills. I've announced the Bills. I've talked about them during the playoffs. Like, so you kind of remind me a little bit of him, but a laid back version. And I love it because you're you're subtle with it. You'll like DM not Travis cheerleader, by the way. <laughs> yes, by the way. <laughs> by go the Bills. Way. Go, go Bills. Like, that's exactly what he does. I'm not kidding. So, yeah. you know, you look at Josh Allen, who's the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, just the just transcendent performance he's had over the last few years, at least for me watching from where I first heard his name to now knowing like his name. There's no way you don't know who Josh Allen is. But I think that that's also in accordance with them picking up Stefan Diggs and this guy coming in and just making crazy catches we never thought one can make and mm-hmm. signing just a tremendous four-year deal, $96 million, $21 million signing bonus. Yes, I went and looked it up. I just needed to know why he's just so happy right now living his best life on IG. That's right. Do if I sign that kind of contract. So do you kind of see Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs as the new duo? You know, you have in the past, you've always had like Tom Brady and Gronk, you know, and the other times they actually even started sometimes even saying that you had like uh, you had Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Do you believe Josh Allen and um, Stefan Diggs now fit into that category? Oh, absolutely. I think that Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs go together like wings and blue cheese. I mean, they, they really do because number one, they, they have like, they have almost kind of like a stepbrothers type of relationship they where do. they're just like, you want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. Like that kind of thing where they just, they are on the same page on and off the field. Yeah. And everybody knows that Stefan Diggs is such a, an incredible threat Mm. as, as, you know, as a wide receiver that what's been interesting about the bills offense in general, and this is really, this really speaks to Josh Allen's leadership is there's other guys like, for example, Gabe Davis, who Mm -hmm. has stepped up when teams realize, Oh my gosh, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs are so in sync that we have to double cover him. Yeah. And then, but Josh Allen is the type of guy that just makes plays like he makes plays when you don't think that there's a play to be made. He finds a way to make a play. He finds a way to move the ball down the field. But to answer your question, yes, I definitely think that Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen are that duo because they just have that camaraderie. Like you see other quarterbacks with, with their wideouts and they just, they, they, you know that they're a threat, but they don't have that chemistry like Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs do, you know? Yeah. And, I forgot and- to mention, like, even Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, like, they're like that off the field. Like, they yes. have so much chemistry off the field. And I remember even Travis Kelsey saying that in one of the key plays is that we're going to get to in a second where they beat the Bills. He said, we just went back to traditional backyard football. He said the route they were supposed to run, he didn't run it. He was like, I'm going to get open just trust me and throw me the ball. And Patrick Mahomes was like, cool. And what did he do? He said he just went some totally different direction. Patrick Mahomes found him like he always does, threw him the ball, boom, you got your, you know, your first down. And I just think that you're right. I think when you have that kind of camaraderie outside of, you know, the stadium, 
it really does start to sink back in to the stadium and on the field and just that that kind of silent read kind of like we used to have you know when we worked together we would have that look across the, the yep. <laughs> i remember yeah and you would just say a whole have a whole conversation without saying one word yeah and like then, hey i'm gonna need you right real yeah, quick yeah i'm gonna here. need you in a minute yeah. <laughs> so i feel like you're right that's where stefan Diggs and josh allen but just to stay with josh allen i've been so impressed with him just the last two seasons alone that oh, I've yeah. always kept saying, keep your eye on this guy because to watch him play a quarterback and a running back, because I remember for the Bills, that's where y'all kind of are lacking is having a good running back situation. And he just kind of filled that void. Like you said, he just made plays. At one point, he even jumped over one of the defenders and still kept three running times. three <laughs> times. This guy is over 200 pounds, what, six foot five? Like he's up yep. there at serious height. And he's leaping over people and making oh, yeah. plays. And I'm just like, why is no one talking more about Josh? <laughs> well, that, that's the thing is that especially whether you're a Bills fan or not, but especially us Bills fans, like we're sitting back here going, you know, like we, we watch we, we watch like the football media and like a lot of the talk shows and all this type of stuff. The disrespect that this man gets I mean, just because the bottom line is nobody can do what Josh Allen does. Like you and you, you name the top quarterbacks in the game now. Yeah. I mean, running statistics. I mean, some come close. Obviously, him and Patrick Mahomes yeah. are arguably, you know, the next Peyton Brady. Okay, yeah. like they're 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 idea. the next generation of that. Um, but like this is he makes the game fun. Like he brings that similar to how Patrick Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey do it. The bills just bring this backyard football kind of mentality yeah. back to the NFL. And I think that's why people are starting to be like, Hey, the bills actually are awesome. And we're yeah. like, yeah, we've known this our entire life. I was uh, expecting y'all to win more than even go further than what you did last season. And that was just because yeah. in my mind, I just saw when he got up out of that playoff game, his whole jersey was green from just rolling in the grass, getting knocked in the grass, getting tackled in the grass. And this man was making plays. I'm glad his contract reflects the hard work he's putting forth. Absolutely. But when you think about it, you know, everyone's starting to now pay attention to the Bills, where they're going, what they're doing, who they're drafting. Still need to fill that that running back void that you kind of still have. That's a hole there. I'm surprised that during the draft they kind of didn't focus on that as much as I thought they would. Yeah. Um, however, let's talk about, of course, the most difficult, the Bills playoff loss. Now I know like mm. a lot of fans, yeah, there it is. Um <laughs> so I'm still I'm still dressing the wound. I know, right? I had to I had to tackle this, you know, in a in a way because you know the Chiefs, they outlasted you. You was 42 to 36 and it went into overtime and we for sure thought like, hey, if the Bills get the ball, it's done because they played great football this entire time. Defense could have did a little bit better, but I understand you're trying to stop Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and um, what's his name that just went to the Miami Dolphins? You know, Tyreek Hill. Yep, Tyreek Hill as well. And it is just clearly just it was a really intense game. I just I yeah. couldn't, I couldn't take my eyes off the screen, and the memes after was. <laughs> Josh Allen and that coin toss. 
Oh, I know. I felt so bad, but I really want to hear from you. What was your thoughts when you saw your team? You made it finally to the playoffs. You finally beat one, had to go. This was it. This was to the next level. And a coin toss decided it all. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely a heartbreaker. Everybody in the city knows that if Josh Allen got the ball again, and and it's not just, I'm, I'm trying to not be as biased as I, as I am because yeah. like there is a tiny bit of bias, but it, in all like fairness, like mm-hmm. the way that Josh Allen was playing, he would have won that game. I oh, mean, th- there, there's no question about it. I really think it just came down to the fact that our defense which by the way, was the number one ranked defense last year in all of football. Yeah. Our defense was just gassed. I they mean, were. they, they, they literally just ran out of gas and I mean, who could blame them? I mean, they, the, the, the chiefs offense gave it to them, gave it right back to them as you saw. Yeah. And, and so it was just, that's why it was so heartbreaking because of the fact that you felt for the defense because they literally did they pushed beyond what they thought they could do and yeah. still fell short. Um, and so I think that's why we really did put a little bit of focus. I mean, that's why we signed uh Kyrie or they, we drafted Kyrie Elam in the first round because with, with Tredavious white going down last year and not having him in the playoffs, I think we really wanted to have some depth uh, in the back end of that defense. Mm. But I will say getting back to what you said about the, the, the running back situation, don't count out James Cook, okay? Because he, I think he was a sneaky pick. I really do. Okay. I mean, Georgia just won the championship, mm-hmm. and he runs very similar to his older brother, Dalvin. Okay. And, and I think he's a very sneaky pick. Now, we don't know what he's going to do until he actually starts playing. Yeah. And obviously, Devin Singletary has held the four pretty well. Unfortunately, Zach Moss just has not been, in my opinion, Zach Moss just has not been what we need, what we wanted him to be and what we need him to be on the field because he's either always getting hurt or yeah. he just, he he's just not being as productive as we thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the way that comparing, com- comparing him, I think, to be honest, I think that's drafting James cook was one of the most underrated picks in the draft, in my opinion. So, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the loss last year was, was, was a heartbreaker. Obviously they changed the rule now uh, because of it, which was really interesting to see. Definitely. They, so they had a lot of debate around, apparently this isn't the first time where the conversation has started to change the overtime rule for those uh, who have not maybe been following a lot of the changes the NFL has been making That's fine. Not your average cheerleader does that for you. This is my little reminder for you to subscribe because I don't just talk about the players. I talk about the rules as well. And the old rule was, hey, we get to overtime. We're tied up. We do a coin toss. If you are as unlucky as Josh Allen, other team wins a coin toss and gets the ball. Should they score? You won't get to touch the ball at all. They go home. They've won. It's over with the new rule that no longer matters anymore. So let's say same situation, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes wins the coin toss. Josh Allen's like crap with the new rule. He won't say crap because even if Patrick Mahomes leads the team down there to score, they're still going to get a chance on the Bills side to touch the ball and go back down and do the same. 
Um, so this is really, I can't wait to see how this is going to play out because you're talking about tie breaking and the difficulty with that is what if both teams score in overtime, then what are you going to do? We're we just going to keep going back and forth basically until, and the rule really didn't say much about when that situation happens, it kind of left off both teams get to touch the ball now. And I think right. that that's great. Um, right. Because the other team may only score a field goal and now you can score a touchdown and basically win. I think also, too, it's going to really challenge the play creativity down yes. to the wire. What cool plays do you have in your book? Are we going to pull like a little giant situation, the annexation of Puerto Rico? Like, are we going to do something cool like that where we're hiding the ball or like a flip flop? I just think it's going to be really if you get some good offensive coaches in there. Right. I think it's going to be really cool to see what's going to be done when overtime is in the wire. And we've had a few games that went into overtime last season. So yeah, we did, really which was crazy to see. But at, to your point, I think one thing to note though, is that yes, even though we didn't see as like, what's going to happen if both teams score a nine, when I'm going to say nine times out of 10, but the probability of you having the talent level on both sides of the ball as Josh yeah. Allen and Patrick Mahomes is not every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Cause most of the quarterbacks, I mean, even, even some of the elite quarterbacks might not be able to do the same thing that they did, That's you know, true. at the yeah. end of that game. So it, it's, it's, it You're will be right. really interesting to see what happens for sure. I listen, I I'm looking forward to it because I think even sometimes, but to your point, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Even if you don't have a Patrick Mahomes or an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady or whomever on the other side, if you have a good offensive coach that knows his team and knows what his team's True. capable of, you can create a great play. I think too many times we focus so much on just the talent. We don't focus on the offensives like coordinators and the people back there making those calls, just like we need to give these defensive coordinators some, some credit. I mean, Todd Bowles, what he did for the Buccaneers during their winning season. I mean, everybody's like the Buccaneers defense. I was like, yeah, but who had the iPad? It wasn't an iPad. It was a Microsoft surface. Let me be more politically correct. (laughs) Who had the little surface tablet on the sideline, probably drawing up schematics all over the place. I think that that's what I'm really looking forward to seeing this year just what cool creative plays someone's going to come up with because they want to win. You got to really want it. And right. I, I can't wait to see it. I'm really hoping the bills get back up there because they're such a good force to be reckoned with in the season. So I'm looking forward to this 2022 season and what yeah. they're going to do. Me too. Me too. And that's the thing. Cause obviously our, our previous uh, offensive coordinator, Brian Dable is now the head coach of the giants. And yeah. so we have, I mean, that, that offensive coordinator that got us to the playoffs the past two years and like really helped lead this offense is now head coach for another team, which kudos to Brian Dable. I mean, he deserves it. I mean, he worked his butt off to get that position and don't sleep on the giants either. I mean, are they going to be good? Probably not. But at the same time, like watch them be better than they were last year. I will. Oh, that's all I'll say. Two percent better is better than no percent. Exactly. Exactly. Watch them be better. Watch them get a couple of more wins at, at the very, at the oh, very, win is the very better minimum. than none. Like, right. I exactly. Exactly. But it's There's because you have that leadership. And I know that our new offensive coordinator learned under Brian Dable. So, um, and obviously our, our head coach, Sean McDermott is just like focused yeah. and our owners, the Pagulas and our G- GM, uh, Brandon Bean, just, they, they love this team. They love this, the city, they love the players and they, they 
literally you could see it like they want to bring the Lombardi trophy to Buffalo. And, and that's, that's going to be the they main do. goal there. And it's, it's one of those things where you get so close that you're like itching for it. And like, I, I feel like all you gotta do is give someone hope. And you've been too many times very close to not get it at some point. I'm hoping that, you know, yeah. that maybe we'll get to meet you in, in the playoffs. We did some refixing for our, our 49ers and yes. find some people and, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm interested to see what that quarterback situation is going to look like. I've um, read reports that Trey Lance has been practicing with Brandon Ayuk. Um, yes. I know I got his name right, y'all. Yeah, you um, did. Um, out there in the field. Like they've been, pra- I think they're trying to become part of the duo conversation when you're working one on one with a wide receiver. And I think they sleep on Brandon Ayuk a lot, but Absolutely. he made a lot of surprising catches um, this past season. Um, as well that we didn't think like he got yards. I feel like he was one of those few that when we needed yards, he just surprisingly got yards. We were just like, oh, well, hello. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of how it was. Um, next to George Kittle, that's my tight end. I don't know about anybody else. George Kittle is my tight end. You can put that down like right below somewhere. Sure. I had him on my fantasy team last year. So because you made the right decision, George I George Kittle's the man. Kittle, I had George Kittle on my fantasy team. I had, I did not get, did I get, I actually did get Stefan Diggs. I drafted him. I don't give away all my secrets, but I stopped picking who I like and I pick who I know is going to play well. And I, I did the same the thing. I actually won my fantasy league last year and yeah. it was the first time I won in football. But, and I think part of the reason why is because my first round draft pick, yep. number 17, Josh Allen. So, <laughs> which I know picking a quarterback first round can be debatable, but yeah. still, how could you not pick Josh Allen in the first I mean, round? I picked Tom Brady. So the one year, every year I'm projected to lose. They look at my team and you're like, Ashley, you suck. You're going to come in last. And I never come in last. As a matter of fact, I come in either in the top five or in the year before last, I came in second. And they were like, oh, that's because you drafted all the Buccaneers. Say so you didn't like you saw right. Tom Brady was building the Avengers down there. You didn't go drop certain people. I mean, at the time when Antonio Brown was, you know, level headed, I drafted him because I knew Tom Brady purposely called him at the time. I right. drafted um, with Leonard Fournette. I was just pulling people. I was like, if Tom Brady's calling you. You got to be good at your job. And I was right. I almost gave the, the reigning champ a run for her money. She was a little bit nervous at the time. Um, but yeah, so before we close out, this has been a really great conversation, great discussion on what we believe. This is the first time really talking this much about the bills on this channel. Oh my gosh. Uh- <laughs> Here's the thing though. Why not talk about the bills, right? Because that's my message to America and football fans all over the world. Why not the Buffalo bills? Okay. I mean, there's a lot of conspiracies out there that thinks, oh, the NFL doesn't want the Bills to win or or whatever. But like, and, and listen, we've gone through heartbreak. If you want to see the heartbreak we went through, go on Disney Plus. There's a 30 for 30, the four falls of the Buffalo Bills. Wow. It's on Disney Plus. It's random. But, oh. but like, it, it talks about how we went to the Super Bowl four years in a row and we lost all four. But Ooh. just seeing how good that team, the, yeah, we lost 90, 91, 92, 93. We went to the Super Bowl four times in a row and we lost all four. And that's what what the Bills are known for. And so that's I think that's another reason why us as Bills Mafia wants to wants to turn the page and write a brand new chapter about the Super Bowl champion Buffalo Bills. 
y'all need to break the curse like Kansas City did. Like, y'all yeah, you. that's not good. Like, yeah, I, like, I mean, we've got we got there when we started making the playoffs. Now mm-hmm. we just need to finish it. Yep, that's true. So I'm going to I'm going to end with a fun um kind of question. Um, right. And I know you're a Bills fan, so I purposely did not choose Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen to be part of the choices here. OK, but down to the wire, you're in overtime. You have to pick a duo to go into overtime with. Who are you going to choose? A, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, or B, Tom Brady and Mike Evans? Uh, It's... If if I had to choose out of the two, I I would choose Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. What? Simply, yes. And that is because simply of Jamar Chase. Okay, from the wide wide receiver end of it. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like compared to Mike Evans, Jamar Chase is going to be. No, no. Jamar Chase is going to be your guy. I'm sorry. No, immediately. No, no disrespect to Mike Evans. Mike Evans is a No, I am. uh, No. (laughs) No. Mike Evans is is awesome. But Jamar Chase, I mean. No, y'all are just sleeping on Mike Evans like this man. Listen. No disrespect to to Jamar Chase, because I feel like with Joe Burrow, he's going to put up some numbers. But Mike Evans already has. And as a matter of fact, this was just on my last episode. Go listen to it. Go check it out. I talk about Mike Evans. Why is he not in the top, you know, 10, top five wide receiver conversation? When we watched his statistics, his statistics were good before Tom Brady got there. And remember, their quarterback sucked. Yeah. But then you bring in the GOAT. And his stuff goes through the roof. He, every season, he's already pushing 1,200 plus yards. He's scoring over six touchdowns. He's somehow always in that back part of the field of the end zone when Tom Brady needs to find him. Chris Godwin is a great slant quarterback. Let me get those yards. I'm a big guy. I can catch the ball and bulldoze through. But when it's time to score a touchdown, who's he throwing the ball to? He's throwing it to Mike Evans. That's true. No, you got a point. You and got a point. So I, I have to. I, I listen. I love the debate. I love the debate. <laughs> can I, I? I can I throw in a hot take though? Can you I can throw, throw in a hot, hot take? take? Yes. Twenty twenty two, Justin Herbert will have a better year than Joe Burrow. I agree. Justin I, Herbert. Rare. Justin I, Herbert will be in the top. I, I think, in my opinion, he's already in the top five yeah. quarterbacks in the league right now. Justin Herbert will have a better year than Joe Burrow. Listen, I agree. I think they need to give him a weapon. I feel like the wide receivers on a Chargers are like this, you know, they're like, oh my God, I can't, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I can't, I knew. So I, I said this again, this is one of those episodes go back to, I think it was 2020, 2021, one of those season episodes. That's how long I've been doing this. And I watched him during hard knocks. Mm-hmm. And they bought him in because of having to medically put the other quarterback on leave. And this kid was just throwing paper balls into the trash can, working yeah. on his aim and his accuracy. Accuracy. Do you hear that? Absolutely. 49ers quarterback, Jimmy G, accuracy. <laughs> That's I right. said that kid's going to be a force to reckon with. And I said he needs weapons. The wide, I'm not knocking the wide receivers you got, but somebody got to step up and say, I'm going to be that person for you. Right. And, and it all goes down to ownership in front office. Really That's does. really what it goes down to. But you're right. I feel like if if one of the wide receivers on that team steps up and they start practicing together, 
like, you know, what Trey Lance is doing with homeboy, you're right. He's going to be a force. He's going to surpass Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is taking too many hits in that pocket. If he wants to have yeah. a longer career in this industry, he's going to have to get a better offensive line defending him um, and protecting him in that pocket. So yes. he can make the place. So. Also another hot take. Yeah. If the bills beat the chiefs last year, mm-hmm. the bills would have won the super bowl. Cause we would have mo it would have gone back to Buffalo. We would have mowed through Cincinnati. Okay. And it would have been a great game against the Rams. Yeah. But I think, I think the bills would have won. If the chiefs did not beat us the way they did, the bills would be super bowl champions. I here's what I think. I think that it would have been a great chance for the bills to win. I I'm actually not going to call that game because I think it would have just been come down to the wire. If whoever wanted it more, I think, it, and I think both teams really wanted it. So it just would have been an ultimately just like seriously entertaining game to watch. And I think if the bills capitalize off of Jared Goff's mistakes, no, Matthew Stafford, sorry. Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Matthew Stafford's mistakes that he made. Cause he made a couple then yes, I would call that game for the Bills. The problem was he was making those mistakes and the other team really was the Bengals didn't capitalize off of it. Like yes, times he gave you all the ball back and you didn't do anything with it. You didn't gain any yardage. You didn't make a first down. And literally you just had the ball. So it's just like, I feel like that's what these teams right. learn. If that team is making mistakes, that's your time. You need to move. That's right. So, and I, the Bills defense is last year was better than the Bengals defense. So yeah, I agree with that. Those guys are kind of quite scary. Yeah. <laughs> and we got Von Miller now. So better oh, defense. Sure do with that crazy contract. <laughs> Listen, I'm excited for what this team's going to do this season. I'm excited to see them go further than they did last year. I was shocked that my team, I don't count my team out anymore. Every time I think this is not going to be no. our season, we somehow make it to the playoffs and then we beat the Dallas Cowboys. We beat the Green Bay Packers. Y'all don't understand the ritual I have, the anxiety I have. I was doing homework. I was using Google to check the score because I just couldn't watch the game. <laughs> so when I was watching the little football move up and down a little, yep. I was like, oh my gosh. Jimmy G, what are you doing? Like, I'm yelling at a screen that has no players on it, no nothing. You're yelling at Google. I'm yelling at Google. So it's just (laughs) kind of how I watch all my 49ers games. But um, I have a special surprise for everybody. Maybe I'll be able to watch my team in person. Stay tuned for that wonderful thing coming soon. That'd be awesome. um, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us on Not Your Average Cheerleader. I appreciate you. We'll probably definitely have you back maybe mid-season. See how your team I'd love to be. I'd love to be. Thank you so much for having me. Man, thank you so much. Again, fans, thank you for joining us, hanging out with us. I'm sure you probably have a lot of thoughts. Drop your comments below. I definitely want to hear from you. Y'all know I like to respond to people. Clearly, that's why this guy is here, because he's always got a comment for me that I love. So go ahead. Don't forget to subscribe and visit www.notyouraveragecheerleader.com for more information. I'm your host, Ashley Gibbs. Thank you so much. Bye. Go Bills.